Pro, you're dropping on my big board as we speak. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Boom or Bust, the draft show. Max Chowick alongside PJ Clark, Tate Sigworth, and Nick Miriam. So we all go to Syracuse, very untalented members of Syracuse University. We've got a very talented member of Syracuse University right now, Trill Williams, three-year starter at Syracuse at corner and safety. Now he's going to be in the NFL draft next week. Trill, thanks so much for coming on, man. No, thank you for having me. Of course. So first off, let's start from the beginning. What made you decide on Syracuse going through your recruiting process? Well, you know, the thing that made me like push towards Syracuse was, uh, you know, my mom's not a, a big traveler, so not from New York. So that drive from, you know, Yonkers to Syracuse is, you know, four hours. So, you know, I wanted her to come to, you know, my home game. So, you know, that played a factor in it. And they got one of the best communication programs. And, and that's what I, you know, majored in. And, you know, that's what I want to do, you know, after football. You know, Coach Baber is just, a, you know, a cool guy. You know, he came to my house for, uh, you know, the visits. And, you know, Coach Monroe was my um, area recruiter. You know, I just, you know, like those two guys. And, you know, felt like, you know, they would get me to this level that I'm at now. So you mentioned you're you're a New York guy. You're from Yonkers. You went to Archbishop Stepanak for high school. I got to ask you, I went to St. Anthony's. Your performance in the 2017 Catholic High School Final. I was at that game. We're, we're a year older than you. I was at that game. I was home for break at Thanksgiving. The most impressive performance I've ever seen on a football field. Four touchdowns in that game. <laughs> what do you remember from that? I would be remiss if I didn't ask you. I had to get that question in for you. Oh, man. Um... I remember it was raining that day. It was pouring. It Absolutely was, pouring. Yeah. Um, man, that's such a throwback right there. <laughs> it was like yesterday, but it was so 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 long ago. But um, that was cool. Cool experience because you know St. Anthony's has always been one of those teams that you know is always neck and neck with us, and so is Iona Prep. Uh, we always have close games, but you know I put the I put the uh, the game away quick. I think after uh, what the second quarter, it was pretty much over with. Yeah, that was that was over early. I mean, I got to tell you, man, that was that was crazy. I will never forget it. You were all over the place. I just I had to get that question in for you. Good game. Uh, so, Trill, Syracuse, obviously you get to play in the Carrier Dome, the Dome, the stadium, whatever we're calling it now. Um, a lot of history there, a lot of great games. Obviously, you were part of the team that beat Clemson, uh, which is historic. Um, you had the Wake play in overtime, which is ridiculous. Where – what are some memories you have from playing in the Carrier Dome? Uh, I say my first home game, we played uh, Wagner. And uh, Sean Riley on the punt, on the punt block, uh, he blocked the kick. And I was able to locate the ball, catch it and score. And that was, you know, my first touchdown and my first uh, game in the Carrier Dome. So that was, you know, a pretty good memory. And my family was in the crowd. So I think that's one of, the, you know, my, my best memories there. It was loud. So... That's that's a memory that I always have. So when people ask me like, "What what's your favorite play?" I will always say that one over the like the strip play and other other plays I made. So you're playing in a secondary uh, with Andre Cisco and Ifati Melifonwu, who are both also going into the NFL draft this year. What's it like, kind of going through this process of prep for the draft and going through all the training and stuff you have to do for testing, and having two other guys who play not maybe the same exact position, but similar positions and being able to kind of just work with them towards the NFL. Um, you know, for me, you know, it's a, 
it's a really crazy situation because you know not a lot, not a lot of people can say you know they have two of their best friends you know in the draft with them and you know as you know high the picks that they are as well so it's it's kind of like a surreal situation there like, like I said not a lot of people can say that but the process you know is it's pretty much like like preparing for college again you know talking to different teams and and the workouts the only thing that's different is you know I can't pick where I want to go so it's it's a pretty much a waiting game. So you played in the ACC at Syracuse, faced a lot of good teams, played Notre Dame a couple of times, Clemson, obviously. If you were to pick one guy you matched up against, one wide receiver or even a running back, anybody, who's the, who's the best player you were manned up against? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Um, I definitely have to go um, – I'm going to give two people. I'm going to give two from my freshman year and then more, most recently. So my freshman year, uh, when we played against Clemson, I had to guard uh, one throw. He, his route running is just crazy. Like he's 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 a real technician when he's on the field. You know he's not he's not as fast, but when he runs his routes, he's pretty fast. So, you know, and he just you know came off that season where you know they won and and you know, he he got his, uh got his offer and and pretty much he just tried to go out there and ball, but you know I I was able to hold him to zero catches. So, hey, that's and that's that was a pretty good day for me. And I say most recent uh Daz Newsom. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a real shifty receiver. You know, he's little, so he's able to get in and out of his breaks, you know, really fast. You know, me being a, a big, longer guy, you know, they say uh, that's kind of difficult for us to guard, but I felt like, you know, I'm able to guard those type of receivers. And, you know, same with him, you know, he had zero catches against me. So I had a, a good, productive day. So like a lot of players, you didn't finish the season. You opted out of the season and, and- declare for the draft what went into that decision to opt out and leave Syracuse early um pretty much um it was really due to injury uh, for me um I was playing the entire season those those five games with a torn ligament in my ankle um you know at first um they didn't know that it was torn um I ended up having a second opinion they told me it was torn so that you know end of my season short I had to get surgery so that's pretty much you know what went into my decision and I just felt like, you know, my film was, was good enough and, you know, I believe in my game and, you know, I just wanted to see where, where it would take me and, and I'm excited for the decision I make and, you know, I, won't, I wouldn't go back on So since the season end, what exactly have you been up to in terms of training, getting ready for the pro day, getting ready for the draft and in terms of rehab for the injuries you just discussed? Um, no, it's pretty much like the same workouts uh, as re- like rehab and, and my workouts are pretty much the same. You know, I try to do a lot of strengthening, you know, with my ankle. So, you know, when I got to make those movements and, and push off my ankle that, you know, it's fine. And, and you know, I just go out there and and I'm going to give it my all when, when it's all said and done. So by the time camp rolls around, I'll be 100%. Love to see it. And so obviously with COVID, the draft process this year is virtual. Um, no combine, no, you know, in-person meetings. What has it been like to, you know, meet with teams via Zoom and, there's no combine and obviously the pro day was different too. Um, and, and what are these teams asking about when you do meet with them? Um, I mean, I'm pretty much a, you know, you got to talk to me in person to, to get my personality, but even with the zoom call, I feel like, you know, teams see my personality and the type of person that I am. Um, like I said, it's, with, with COVID is it's really strange because now zoom is the new norm. So, so like now um, all my means are either Zoom or uh, FaceTime. 
So that's that's cool, you know, with the our day and age that we've been able to adjust and and to you know do that as fast as we did with with COVID and everything. And now schools is being taught through Zoom, so that's that that's pretty cool. But um, you know, they just talk about you know normal things. Uh, you know, my background and you know how it was for me growing up. You know, the decisions I made uh, leading up to Syracuse and why I chose Syracuse and. You know, they just want to see how smart I am football-wise. So that's pretty much the the gist of, you know, the conversations that I have. Well, I got to ask you, every year prospects seem to say there's been weird questions that NFL teams ask them, like nothing to do with their life, nothing to do with football at all. Did you get any of those, like, weird questions from a team yet where, like, what what are you even asking me about, man? Um, I say I got a few, but, you know, I, I'm going to keep those private. Fair enough. Fair. Fair enough. Totally Very fair. good. Smart Very man. good. He's a man. He's a man for the team. I love it. Respectable decision. Um, and I guess we also got to ask, what are your plans for the draft? You know, where are you watching? Anything special planned? Are you going back home? Are you watching up here? So I'm, I'm training out in uh, Atlanta. So I have family out here. So I'm gonna have my uh, family from back home. You know, fly out to Atlanta and you know just hang around with some family and some some friends that that I've had uh, growing up with. So that's pretty much how I'm spending my you know my my draft. All right, so we got to get into some football stuff now. You, you were a versatile guy. You played outside corner your freshman year. You played in the slot the last two years, reps at safety. You know, where do you feel most comfortable? What role do you think you're going to play in the NFL? Where are teams asking you to play? Like, where do you feel best on a football field? Um, I feel best anywhere. You know? For me, it's just going out there and playing football. So whether that's, you know, taking me into the slot or taking me outside, you know, I like to – to guard the best receivers on on each team. So, like I said, that just goes by playing football. So that brings me to the slot. You know, I could play in slot, corners, high safety, you know, pretty much anywhere the team needs me to be, and, and that's where I'll play. So I, I wanted to ask you, I know you talked about it a little bit before. You're a bigger guy, 6'2", 200, not the conventional slot size. Mm-hmm. So what is that like for you as a, as a bigger, longer safety or corner that – would usually play outside at your size to come into the slot and be, you know, dominant like you were the last couple of years. Um, I felt like um that transition was was pretty easy because you know I'm pretty big, so even when I gotta you know fill a run or like a run fit, you know I'm big enough to you know to move uh O lineman and to shed blocks and get to the running back. So you know being my size you know helps too. And when I gotta guard smaller receivers, you know I use my size versus their you know them being smaller. And when I got to guard a tight end, I use my size, you know, I got to play bigger. So, you know, my size is pretty much what makes me kind of different from a lot of players that's in this year's draft. So, Troy, I don't know if you knew this, but Pro Football Focus said last year you were the highest graded corner in the country at defending screen passes. And you rarely play press coverage, too. So what do you look for, like, pre-snap or something like that that kind of tips you off saying, oh, wait, a screen might be coming here? Um, I pretty much look at the receiver, you know. When, when the receiver looks back at the quarterback and the quarterback looks back at him, that's that's them communicating without even having to say anything. So I look at keys like that because, you know, I used to play offense. So I, I understand those little key things that, that receivers would do because I would do the same thing. So I feel like me me having an offensive background, you know, helps me on defense because, like I said, I can pick up on small keys that, you know, I used to do. So I pick up on small things, small things like that. And just by how their alignment is, because they if they was come back for a screen, you know, they would be, you know, they'll be nonchalant and make it seem like they're not getting the ball and they'll break right into the into the screen. So like I said, I just look at small details like that and 
physical, so I'm able to get get uh, you know, around the block, throw a receiver to the ground, and make a tackle. So you've been playing football for a while. You probably know a lot about it, but it's, you're still in a learning process. You know, you're going to the NFL. There's a lot you need to learn uh, just to like make that transition even. And often we see younger players model their games after others because if they have a player they admire or think their skill set is similar to, it can help them watch that player and kind of, you know, tool around with their game and use that to improve. Is there a player for you that you look at and try to kind of improve your game based off their play? So I'm 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 reverse this question back to you real quick. So when you see you play, who do you who do you see? When you play? Yeah, and I and I'll give you my answer to who I, who do, I do. I, mean, I like this. I love it. It's a communication like coming out here, Troll. I love this. <laughs> Who's like a versatile slot and outside corner, right? Putting us on the spot here. Or, or, or it could be it could be two players and you can mash them in, into into my mm. Yeah, I mean, you don't you, there's not a lot of six two slot corners. That's the problem. Is that yeah, like also, is, yeah. And you defend so, the run better than most corners, too, I would say, too. So, like, Richard Sherman defends the run better than anyone, I would say. And he's big, too. Yeah, he's big. Yeah, there you go. So, I'm a Washington fan, and I think you might be better than this guy already. But So, Fabian Moreau is a bigger guy who played outside corner coming in, had some injuries that hurt his draft stock coming into the league. He ended up playing a lot of slot and outside for us. It was kind of a toolsy, you know, just put him wherever if we have an injury and plug him in. And he was pretty solid, but doing both – but he's a more bigger physical type guy who could kind of match up against those bigger receivers. And as you've talked about guys who can kind of cut and run those more intricate routes. Um, I think uh, your game at least is similar to his, but you could probably have it a higher ceiling than he does, honestly. And Richard Sherman, Trill. Richard Sherman for me. <laughs> good comp, good comp. <laughs> um, for me, uh, I typically model my game after uh, Jamal Adams and uh, Tyron Matthews. So those two guys, you know, I, you know, I watch both of their films and I take, I feel like I take traits from, you know, from both of those guys. I'm a ball hawk. I'm always around the ball, like Tyron, Tyron Matthews. Uh, and I can come down and hit, you know, running back tight end just as hard as uh, Jamal Adams, you know, at my side. So those two guys, I, I feel like uh, fit me the most. Uh, I would throw, I would throw uh, Jalen Ramsey in there, you know, at corner because, you know, he's a corner. So I got to throw a corner in there. So I feel like his, his aggression at corner and, you know, his, his will to win, you know, each rep, you know, I feel like that's that's myself as well. These are all good guys to try and be. Yeah, I, I, I got <laughs> to go say, I, I think I might like your coverage ability more than Jamal Adams is off the bat here. But now, <laughs> that's a Jet well, fan right there. I, that's a Jet fan talking. I, I do want to ask you, though, we brought up Richard Sherman, who's, you know, a predominantly zone guy. Syracuse, especially in the slot, you were playing man coverage on guys. Where, where do you feel more comfortable, you know, pressing right up at the line of scrimmage or, or in a zone scheme? Um. I feel like playing press, uh, you know, like I said, I'm a bigger guy. My arms are really long, so I'm able to get hands on on receivers and with speed and, and slow them down. Uh, if you, I feel like if you got guard a guy that's really fast and you have long arms, that's a, a takeaway right there because you can slow him down and, you know, he has to stop and start again, and that's hard for timing with the quarterback. So being able to press and, and press, even pressing tight ends, uh, you know, they're physical, so you got to play, you know, the next game with them. So – I, I like I like playing man and, and I like playing press, but even with zone, um, depending on depending on the team, you know, and and, and what they like to run, zone is pretty good because now I can show I'm pressing and zone up and then jump the route. So you, it's a win-win situation with both, but I I, I lean towards a uh, man the most impressed. Um, if you had to sell an NFL GM on drafting you 
with one play or even, I guess, maybe one trait of yourself as a player, uh, which play or trait would you point to and why? Um, well, first I would ask him, um, how many touchdowns have you seen me give up? It's a good question. Fair. It's a fair question. Very good question. He probably scored more than you have let up. And in and, and, and three years, right, you get to, I, like, I, I'll let you round it up all three years, how many touchdowns like, I've given up. Being, being able to play the corner, the slot, and high safety, how many touchdowns, you know, did I give up playing different positions that aren't where I'm usually comfortable at, but I'm able to step into those roles and, you know, and play at a high level. And, and I say being at Syracuse for those three years, I've given up probably three touchdowns, which I'm sold. Yeah. Three That's of those a good selling point. <laughs> three touchdowns. And, and if you look on film, a lot of receivers never ran away from me. Um, I feel like, you know, my speed is is another uh, big part of my game. Uh, like smaller slots, you know, like that, like a Daz Newsom, they didn't run away from me. Uh, like a, a bigger tight end, you know, they didn't get away from me. They didn't out-physical me. So that alone right there and, and me being physical and able to to able to guard somebody and then bump into the box and, and become a, a run stopper. So being versatile right there is just, you know, solidifies me, you know, higher than I feel like a lot of players that's in this year's draft. So if you if you had one play from the last three years, is it the wake strip or does be, something come else on. come to your mind? It's like you're sitting across the table from somebody, and why should I pick you? Are you is that the first play you're pulling up on YouTube, or is it something that's else? Not, that's, that's not going to be the first play I pull up. So wow. So the first play I would pull up, I take it back to my sophomore year. We played Liberty at, mm-hmm. at Liberty. Uh, I was on the backside. Uh, they ran the ball away from me I was able to run I was able to run behind everything and catch it from behind and strip the ball and we got the ball back so not a lot of guys can can have that motor and come around and you know they would just go and make the tackle it would have been a TFL if I had to tackle but I won't take it a step further uh he didn't see me um he had the ball out I poked the ball out and then we got the ball turning. That's all that matters. And you could you could also show I'm still upset about it now, three years later. The the Notre Dame play at Yankee Stadium, that ball was totally out. You totally had that, and I'm still (laughs) mad about it. It's crazy. It's crazy because with with like those type of plays, like the strip plays, I've been doing that, I've been doing that play my entire life. Like so you guys probably know about it from high school, but I did it way before high school. I did it in Pop Warner uh, twice, as a matter of fact, when I was seven and when I was ten. Um, I actually have the play from when I was 10 when I did it the second time, but I got to find the first one. I, I was able to strip it uh, when I was seven and go go score. And all the refs and, and, and parents and everybody staring at me like, why is this kid running the opposite way? Like, he must not know how to play football. So I'm running, I'm running the opposite way. And then they look at me and then they see I have the ball in my hand. And the rest are still paying attention to the to the. To the <laughs> I'm in the end zone. I'm in the end zone. All like this. <laughs> they look at each other like touchdown. It's not supposed to happen. Yo, you you got to send us that, man. That's absolutely that's like awesome. Peanut Tillman. Little Peanut Tillman in your game too. Yeah, I love so it. Pretty much, I've been doing that my entire life. So that's so like when people ask me like, why is that not your number one play? Because it's just normal to me. Like that's just something that I've always been able to do. So I don't know what Can like. you imagine being that athletic wow. where it's like, oh, that's just normal That's just me. normal. Oh. Just <laughs> You're making us, oh. I mean, I remember the I remember the one from, from high school at Step because that was all over. You went viral for that one where you yeah. ripped it out of the kid's yeah. arms at the goal line. <laughs> I, feel like that, I feel like my best play uh, around that time was the sliding catch. Yeah. I, you were number one on top 10 for that, right? 
Yeah, I was. I think I was. I was on top ten a lot of times. He's got the this Jalen is Ramsey the selling mentality. point here. You got that Jalen Ramsey mentality, man. Where it's like, yeah, I'm that. I'm that guy. So I love that. you just you just I'm, mentioned like Jalen like Ramsey, like he, like he's that guy, but he'll say it without even saying it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. He'll, like his, he'll show you on the field. Yeah. So you just mentioned you've been you've been doing the strip plays since seven, ten years old. Is there like a specific game or a specific moment when like you knew you were better than everybody else on the field and that you, you thought you could actually go well, pro? I felt like that since I was seven, you know, playing. <laughs> played on. I, go, I try to go out there and uh, be the best player that I can be. And I feel like, you know, with my size and, and, and my, you know, different weapons that I, that, I, that I do, I feel like every time I step on the field and I'm the best player, whether that's versus an offensive player or defensive player, I just feel the all-around best. So, like I said, Jalen Ramsey feels the same way. You know, he shows it on film, and I show the same thing on film. True. We got. I got to talk to you about your dad because every time we tweet about you a play that you do, consistently the first like we get is always from your dad. Uh, we put out a big board too, and he didn't love your ranking. It was like right outside the top hundred, and he sent like mm-hmm. sixty laughing emojis at us. What's it like having like a hype man like your dad in your corner at all times? <laughs> um, and I feel like. Um, you know, if my if my own father doesn't believe in me, then then who will? You know, so you know that's that's pretty cool. But a lot of people don't know. I, like when it comes to the Twitter, I I pretty much mute him on Twitter, so I pretty much don't do <laughs> anything. <laughs> post, so. Yeah, that is funny. Um, so among us, I'm a huge proponent of the uh, relaxing of the numbers in the NFL. Um, oh yeah, I'm all for fun. It doesn't really matter. Um, are, are there plans or hopes to continue wearing number six in the pros? And, and what's the significance behind the number? Why, why six? Um, so six is pre- like pretty much out for me and my family. We wore two my entire life. Like two is our family number. Uh, so in high school, uh, there's two things that there's two things I played into it. So I was two uh, leading up to, I say, my junior year, I ended up tearing my ACL in number two. So I was like, yeah, I can't wear that again. And, you know, one of my, you know, close friends, uh, like my god brother, uh, he passed away. And when we played, he wore six. So, you know, I was like, you know, I'm just going to switch my number. And ever since then, I, I chose six and, you know, pay homage to him and, you know, dedicate. You know, when I go out there and play, I, I play for him. And, and you know, six just always uh, been the number I, I rocked since then. So I just hopefully get, able, get a chance to continue to wear it you know, for myself and for him. I, I just want to throw one more in here for you before we get, we got one more question, but I, I figured we've talked about step a lot. Uh, you played with Malcolm Koontz at step, right? Yeah. I played with uh, Malcolm Koontz. I played with uh, Gavin Heslop. You know, he's currently with uh, Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played with uh, TJ Morrison, which is in this year's draft as well. He just uh, declared, I say like probably like a week or two ago. Yeah. So, so I, I played with a lot of guys that's, you know, making that transition into the, to the NFL. Yeah, I, I just wanted to ask, you know, you played at a really good high school program. You got NFL players. You got other guys that are going to be drafted this year. What was it like, you know, playing at such a high level, especially early on before college with other NFL talent by your side? Um, it definitely made me step up my game more because, you know, they they was they're older than me, you know. So when I came in, you know, I was just the, the younger, you know, freshman. Uh, my freshman year, I played, I played JV. But transitioning to varsity, you know, those guys – came off uh you know they won the, the championship they lost in state but they won the championship so they was already you know 
a team before, you know, I was able to get up to, to that, to that level. And, you know, they embraced me, they took me in and, and, you know, being, they didn't care about how young I was. They wanted me to, to perform like I was, you know, a senior myself. So they always pushed me, you know, every day in practice and wanted me to be the best, best me. So, you know, I, I got to give my respects to, to those guys. All right. And then we got to ask, we're Syracuse guys. You mentioned them at the, t- at the start of this. What's your best Dino Baber story? I mean, everybody loves him. He's got the, he's got the speeches. You got to give us something. Um, so many. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> um, I feel like the bet, like the best version of, of Dino that that we see is always after a, a game where they have us, you know, ready to lose. They'd be like, "Oh, I see Syracuse losing by like twenty one points, thirty points," and then we go out there and win, and then we get back in the locker room, and you know, he's just he's the one with the most energy, and and that's most exciting to see. And you know, he does the whose house our house that mm-hmm. he does that thing but the way he sets it up is always different like you won't know it's coming <laughs> <laughs> those, those right there are like the best you know stories and memories that i have been. uh so true i gotta ask you so you did your pro day recently obviously terrific times for you so we're doing our own sort of combine slash pro day so looking at us as like normal humans not future nfl players <laughs> what should our 40 times be mm. for you i say Oh, man, you'll you'll be like a. I give you a five flat. <laughs> for him specifically, <laughs> for, do you want to? Can you like? So we all like are very different in terms of our athletic ability. Do you want to like just like judge a book off its cover and just go one to four? Yeah, we ask everybody this. <laughs> all right, so I say. Taste, taste that one. Mm. Okay, nailed it. Great. Wow. You're good oh, from trip. there. You're a scout, man. You can be a scout. Yeah, you can, you can do this. Um, then I got to go with – I go with uh, with PJ. He just looks long. He looks big. So, I'm going to go with, with uh, PJ second. I mean, I am the second we'll tallest, it. so we'll take that. You're right on that. Um, I don't know. So I'm, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with, uh, with Nicholas. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. All right. Oh, and then you nailed that. That's fine. You, you nailed it. Trill, you're dropping on my big board as we <laughs> 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 uh, real quick, just one final question. You know, I'm we just get for the record that that PJ and Max are in the bad athlete here and Nick and, and, and yeah. Pete are in the yeah, good yeah, athlete. Okay, here. so there Nick Nick is more athletic than <laughs> me, but mad. I appreciate your support. I very much do. Look, so, all I do is play you in that corner and people not going to want to throw at you because he's like, I said, That's true. Hey, man, I'll take it. I got the long arms. I can do it. I mean, I can't, but I'll try. <laughs> well, I hate to – obviously, you're going to give us that answer. Like, oh, I'll play for anyone. But do you have, like, a favorite NFL team as a kid and, like, any, like, dream scenario where you can, like, maybe play with Iffy and Andre at the next level? Oh, of course. No. It's it's funny because, you know, we all play different positions. So it's it's a possibility that. You know, yeah, it's totally like, on the, it's on the like, tape. Uh, we'll take him at corner and we'll take him for safety and we'll take him for nickel. So, mm-hmm. like I said, it's being, we play different positions so it could happen. But growing up, um, I never had a favorite team, as a matter of fact. Um, I always liked players. So, like, whatever my favorite player was on that team was that played a different team that didn't have anybody I like, I root for that team. Like, uh, say, if, the Giants were to play uh, Miami. 
And Odell was on the on the on the on the Giants at the time. I would just root for the Giants because Odell was on, on the Giants. So that's pretty much like or or Cam Newton, for example, when he played for uh, Carolina. I just oh yeah, I love that. Carolina Cam Newton is my favorite player too, so I'm in on that. <laughs> um, Tro, one last thing, man. Has it like sunk in the next time you put on a helmet will be in the NFL? It still hasn't hit me yet, but it's slowly like it's slowly hitting because the days are going by so slow. Mm-hmm. Like two o'clock, it's if it was like for me, like it's like two o'clock for about three hours. I look at my my, my phone, and it's two o'clock. I look at it 30 minutes later, it's like 2 10. I'm like, <laughs> oh. but yeah, so I'm just I'm just waiting for for my name to be called. And I feel like once my name is called and I see it on TV, then it's then it hit me for real. Awesome, Trill Williams, Syracuse defensive back future NFL defensive back and friend of the Boomer Bust Draft Show. Terrell, thanks so much for coming on, man. Man, I appreciate you guys for uh, having me and uh, taking the time out time of the day, so I appreciate it. Of course, man. Can't wait to watch you the next level. So for PJ Clark, Tate Sabreth, Nick Miriam, and Trill Williams, have a great night. You too.